Hello, and welcome to All Things Rotary, a CDS podcast. My name is Michael DeGrandis, and today I'll be hosting alongside Nick Taylor. In today's episode, we'll be exploring PETS, or President-Elect Training Seminar, and how it helps Rotarians across the world prepare for their year as president. To give you the fullest picture, we'll be interviewing one Rotarian who is currently a president and attended last year, and one who has just attended their PETS this year in 2024. We hope you'll be able to learn some valuable insights, tips, and tricks that you can bring back to your Rotary clubs and districts wherever you are listening from. All right, well, welcome everyone. We're excited to have a new guest on the show today. We have Cristiano Nicolucci from the Rotary Club of Weston, Florida. And he is a current club president of a pretty sizable club, pretty large numbers. Um, and we're excited. We're going to hear a little bit more about his experience with president-elect training and then kind of how it's transpired going forward uh, during his year as club president. So Cristiano, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure, our pleasure. So, Cristiano, uh, before we get into the nitty gritty of you know president-elect training seminar and your club president, I'd love to hear a little bit about your story, how you got introduced to Rotary, um, and then what inspired you to try to be club president. So, <clears throat> I was still in Italy. It was about thirteen years ago, and I felt I I. I was used to own my own firm over there, and I was, even though it's quite different, Europe and Italy, it's pretty different than the American experience. I was, I had that kind of feeling that I need to do something, you know, to give him back something. So, despite some recommendation, I go through the website, the Rotary website, and apply to become a member. And I got a call from the secretary of my hometown club that I know him very well, and he's a Cristiano. You know, that is not the kind of way here in Italy, how Rotary works. I say, oh, okay, let me understand. Yeah, yeah, you know, normally as a Rotarian, you, you are peaked out of the community. I said, good. So in any event, we had this good approach, and I started there. Uh, after one year, I became treasurer of that club. And then eventually, seven years ago, I decided to move to the United States. And in the meantime, my experience with Rotary was... Uh, <clears throat> Let's make it this way. My fir very first experience ends on with Rotary was here in Florida with this club where I'm with now, that is the Rotary Club of Weston, because I was traveling here and I did just um, as everything. I just came in to meet some Rotarians and uh, I found and I learned a lot from people of this club. And so I start working with them and bringing back to Italy some of their projects. And then when I moved, it was just, you know, kind of normal transition to move to the, uh, this club, the Rotary Club of Western. And I was so very involved, so passionate. And eventually, you know, it was same kind of normal transition to getting a leadership role and eventually become president. Amazing. That's fantastic to hear. That's great how you were able to build that relationship even before you became an official member of the Rotary Club of Weston by doing, you said you did projects between the two clubs. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I, we, we tried. Actually, I let's say I stolen some of their idea and I brought it to Italy. <laughs> 
That's great. Hey, I mean, we're all about, we call it sharing, right? Borrowing yeah. ideas. And, and that's, it's, it's the abundance theory. We can all learn from each other. We can all gain. So that's, that's great to hear. Now, now that you, so you, you joined the Rotary Club of Weston only, you said seven years ago, was that correct? Uh, no, actually less because for a period of time to keep, you know, in touch with my Italian friends, I was on the e-club. Mm, uh, okay. So, for instance, this afternoon, I'm going to have a session with them and I'm going to tell them my experience with the Rotary Foundation to my former, you know, uh, Rotary Club members in Italy. Mm -hmm. So you were an e-club member and then you joined the Rotary Club of Weston. And then before too long, they recognized your leadership potential and you became Rotary. You were, you know, became Rotary Club president elect. Right. And so. Yeah. How was your elect year? Were you nervous? Were you and what kind of thoughts did you have going into your Rotary President year? You know, our club it's very peculiar. But, you know, besides the side, the sides we are um, as of now we are one hundred and seventy members. Yeah, it's a big uh, club. Yes, we have a lot of projects, and we have four main projects, a lot of you know smaller projects. So it's like kind of business <laughs> to run. I was quite confident because I was used to run my business, so it's not what it makes me. No, I mean I was pretty confident, I would say, and um, I start working very early on making my team, you know, uh, working together and uh, planning for for the year this year. But as I said, um, it was a Quite smooth year for me last year. Good, good. As a president elect. Good, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting how, depending on the club size, you do tend to have a different type of experience. You know, a smaller club of only 20, 30 members, you know, you're going to be much more hands on. It might not be as organized, and it may, you know, we have a ton of small and mighty clubs, but a club size of 170, that's pretty large. And typically, like you said, Sometimes they run like a business and, and, you know, having that experience of running your own business probably paid dividends and helped you out. Now, uh, remind me again, which pets you ended up going to. I know there's a few down in that region. It's the, uh, in Orlando okay. and the, the South Florida and Florida, uh, pets. Nice. And can you tell me just a little bit about your overall experience going to president elect training? How, how did it go for you? Yeah, sure. So <clears throat> I need to just and make a, a, a short introduction because I went to PETS, but or, I already went to uh, several other seminars and mm -hmm. training assemblies and RLI. So I can tell my, you know, my experience in, in, in PETS with PETS was more focusing on making friends, sharing ideas and try to create, for instance, try, try to create bond between and among other clubs, not only in the district, but in, <clears throat> in our district that is 6990, but with clubs and other clubs local, like in Naples, that is about 70 miles far from, from Weston or other clubs. I can tell it worked and it worked very well. For instance, the day, the same year, we uh, the uh, west coast of Florida got the Ian Hurricane here, and mm -hmm. we start working with those clubs, you know, in a great way, 
because we already know each other, we trust each other, we, you know, and when you have that kind of experience, in-person in experience, you have shaken hands, you have felt, you know, kind of same feelings, you can work very well and better with people. So I love that answer. And it's so appropriate for what <clears throat> we've heard all around. We hear this every year, right? In our team in club and district support, we worked with district governor elects and we helped them prepare for things such as president-elect training seminar. And one of the common things we hear is that people say, oh, you know, I'm having such a hard time getting my president-elects to want to go to pets because maybe they've gone through a lot of different trainings and they feel ready and they don't think it's gonna be valuable. And so we're always trying to help president-elects understand the value in the relationship building in the, you know, meeting other club presidents from other regions, from other districts, and even other club presidents locally that they may not have that relationship with. So to hear that you were able to build those relationships at PETS and then apply them whenever a disaster happened and you were able to work together to accomplish something like that, that's really great to hear. That's, I think that's a fantastic example of how, you know, PETS can be super beneficial. It is, I agree. Yeah. Is there anything else that happened at Pets that you thought maybe was like it was interesting and then it ended up becoming really helpful during your year as president so far? There, as you know, there's uh, one topic that it's pretty much discussed, uh, discussed everywhere in any you know, training and including Pets, that is the engagement. We have this engagement situation and it's so... We, our, you know, during pets, we had the, you know, throw roll conversation and share with the with other clubs. And you know what? Let me add something else. So, for instance, I don't know if it's the same format for any single pet, but the pet pets in Florida, they match up club president with the same for uh, clubs that had pretty much the same characteristic as far as a uh, number of members or uh, the area or so. We end up with discussing with people um, and, sorry, president-elect about, for instance, engagement and, and sharing what their approach, what they were doing and what we, as a club of Western, we, what we were doing. So that engagement topic is actually, it, it, it's been instilled in my brain and it's something that I try to work with. And when I, even before becoming, becoming a president, I start working with some people here in, in, my, in the Rotary Club of Western and create a committee and find a way to create a very special experience for all of our members. And just because I believe that if you have engaged members, they will become Rotarians and they will become the, you know, the foundation for a, uh, let's say let's call it uh, sustainable growth and so that's why we're we're still working and it's not easy uh you know <clears throat> societies change a lot especially right after the pandemic we need just to recatch and gather what is the needs of people today and not people but you know people that really believe that giving back it's important in their life but they may have different approach they want to have you know hands-on or you know uh cut checks or whatever so we need just to um to catch and combine all the these needs and create more engagement for all of the members 
Yeah, absolutely. You said a couple of things that I really, really like. The first being, yeah, there I, I have seen that at different pets where they group club president elects and based on their size characteristics. And I think it's really fascinating because you can really cater that conversation towards what each president elect is dealing with, right? Because if you talk to a group with president elects with clubs from all different shapes and sizes, sometimes it's hard to say, well, this is what you need to do or this is what you can do because, you know, everyone's dealing with different issues. And so that is that is great to see that that you had a similar experience. And if any pets, you know, district governor elects are listening right now, it's always a great idea to do something like that because I think there is a lot of bene uh, benefits to that. Last thing we wanted to ask is, you know, we have a few president-elect training seminars that have already happened, but we have a ton that are still happening, and we hope to get this episode out before many of them go. And so what recommend recommendations do you have for incoming presidents or president-elects that are about to go to president-elect training seminar? Okay. So before approaching the, uh, your year as a president, I don't know. I mean, I what I notice is that uh, you need to understand that is oh any single club is unique and we already discussed it so you may have different different um, needs or involvement or you know time wise I mean um, I I I know that be, become president of a club like the Rotary Club of Western would have be you know a big task so I first of all I approach my family. And I said, I didn't say, but they know that they need to support me. And I'm, I would, I'm glad and lucky to have uh, my family supporting. I have my two kids supporting. They're both in, interact. They're working with, it, with me. So first and foremost, find <clears throat> support from your family because it, it needed. Second, um, go to, you know, every everyone that was a leader in the the club that you're going to lead and uh, or the current president shadow them shadow the secretary shadow the uh, treasurer you will learn a lot and it will help you on making your year successful and open to you know and to any any suggestion and and advices um then uh then it's already it's almost time i mean the pets here in in south florida in florida will be in uh one month ish actually at the beginning of march but if you're not done yet start working on your plan start working with your people just a discussion i mean uh, any as a, any any club can have already a strategy plan. They can have an operation plan. They can have or may not. Uh, what you need is just <clears throat> be prepared and talk with the uh, the uh, directors or uh, any leadership role that you will have in your club and make and start bonding together because you, that what what he needs is I mean <clears throat> to make something suce successful it need, it takes a village right. So you need that village. You need that village, you know, that <clears throat> stand along with you and make efforts with you to have not only one year, but, you know, um, an experience and a thorough um, uh, planning will make your club 
successful in the year ahead. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I love the concept of building a village, takes a village, you know, get the family support, get your club support, and then go build relationships with other president-elects and, you know, really build that extended village as well. So thank you so much, Cristiano. I think these were fantastic ideas, fantastic uh, advice that you were able to give us today. So thanks again for joining. We really appreciate it. Thank you to you. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Mike. Now let's listen to the perspective of someone just finishing their own president-elect training seminar. All right, everyone. Now we're going to be jumping into our second session. We're going to be talking with Dave Nygren, current president-elect of the Rotary Club of Cayucos in California. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Good. It's going great. Fresh out of pets. Uh, I don't know if you can see, but I got the rotary, the hat, the shirt, the buttons, the uh, the new ID. I'm I drank the Kool-Aid and I'm ready to roll. Amazing, amazing. Well, we're really excited to have you on today, Dave. You yeah. know, we're always trying to get as many perspectives as we can from presidents, presidents elect all across the Rotary world. If you don't mind, Dave, can you just kind of introduce yourself, maybe how you got involved with Rotary and you know ultimately what led you to being a president elect? Oh yeah, that's a great journey. Um those are always good stories. Uh I'm sure they will be. <laughs> More forceful than others, sometimes a gentle push. Um, so uh, I'm a middle school principal up in Cambria, and, and I just moved up to uh, Cayucas about a year and a half ago for the job. And um, I've been an educator for 30 years now. I've been an administrator uh, in K through 12 schooling for about 20 years now, taught for seven or eight, and then I've done a little directorship. And um, anyways, my, my rotary journey is... As an educator, uh, I was at a high school in Lake Arrowhead in a different district, and um, someone brought me to Rotary saying, hey, the Rotarians donate all this money to your school, like what better way to be in touch, know what's going on with them, they know what's going on with you, they know how to help you out and support you, I'm like, perfect. So I got in there, instantly made a bunch of friends and had a great time in Rotary, so all of a sudden I'm, I've been in Rotary for, I think I joined in 2010, 2011, and then all of a sudden come uh, 22, 23 uh, in Rotary of Lake Arrowhead, they're saying, okay, we, it's your time to be president. So I'm, I'm ready to go to president. Two, 22, 23, I'm going to Pets. Everything's good. I get into my presidency in July, and I got this job three weeks into the, the presidency. Oh, so my gosh, move. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to move out of my presidency three weeks in. They gave me the tiniest gavel around. Uh, I felt terrible that I, I virtually moved five hours away in California. Uh, I've wanted to live up in this area for a long time and kind of fell into my dream job and actually truly living my dream up here. So all of a sudden I come up to Cayucas and I have no friends. Like, you know, I know I think two families that were here from Lake Arrowhead. And so uh, I go to Rotary, jump into Rotary here, jump in right away. I think I moved here in July. I was visiting a meeting in August, um, was visiting Cambria because that's where my school was, their Rotary, then Cayucas, and then ultimately Cayucas, the time that they met worked better for my schedule with, with school where Cambria met every week at lunchtime where I'd miss my, my duty. Here, it was like one in the morning, one at night, it worked out better. Um, it's also nice to be away from, uh, you know, where you work. I, When I was in Lake Arrowhead, I lived where I worked, and so I got that 
you know, always running into people, which is a good thing too, but it's just nice to have that little break. And so all of a sudden I'm in uh, Cayucas for, I think maybe six months, the club, and they're like, Hey, we need a president elect. <laughs> or maybe it was, uh, what is it before that? It's president, uh, nominee before. Yeah. Nominee that we need a nominee. So I jumped in as a nominee I'm president elect just got out of pets. So it was my second pets. This time I'm going to do the full presidency. That's my goal. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? They, they said, here's the new guy who's coming into our club. We're looking for a nominee. He had three weeks on the job as president. Let's, let's give him a bigger gavel this time. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out perfect. And it's been, a, it's been a nice journey and it's, uh, the club in Arrowhead was a uh, uh, medium, actually medium size, yeah. And and this one's were almost medium size, so it's kind of good to have that different perspective. And uh, I I I value all different rotaries. I visit a lot of them, and it's nice to see the differences and the similarities, and just bring what you want to your club. You know, yeah. During your year. And I, and I think it's even even bigger to know, you know, moving from one part of California to another five hours away, you know, you've almost been yeah. led on the same path though, you know, going to one yeah. pets, almost being president, going to another club, now going to another pets, you know, things are always kind of meant to be how they are. Right. And, um, you know, moving to a new place and not knowing people starting a new job and, yeah. and rotary is still your foothold there. So that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Okay. I am curious, just so we can kind of paint a picture of your club right now. Do you, do you know right around how many members you said, uh, just under yeah, medium club. We're like 34, I think 33, something around there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There, right? Awesome. Awesome. And then your, your club arrowhead before they were just around the same size as well. Right? No, no. My one in arrowhead was maybe, 55 maybe 48 when i left something like that so a little bit bigger a little okay bit perfect yeah and, and just yeah. so for everyone listening right now the reason i want to highlight these different size clubs is you know between 54 30 members or um even who had we spoken with before 170 members you know being a club president you're going to have clubs of all different shapes and sizes and so right. you can maybe learn a little bit more from this experience and from dave um if you have a club that's similar to that size but Dave, if you don't mind, you know, I hadn't actually realized before this, this is actually your second run at Pets. And I'd imagine you went to South Pets, Southwest Pets the first time as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you're coming fresh off. It just ended a little under a week ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just, let's just get a little debrief. I mean, having gone through it once before, how, how did it feel? You know, what kind of things did you maybe think you could take away? So to be honest with you, I think it's second time around. And I mean, it, it goes with learning styles and stuff like that. I really got a lot more out of it. Whereas the first time I might've been overwhelmed and kind of, um, you know, not ready for the exposure, like that you're going to get hit with, uh, how much you're going to learn, how much you're going to be uh, rubbing, you know, with different people and, and getting ideas from them. And, this time I was like, okay, I'm going in. I know what it takes to be president. I did it for three weeks, right? So I had a little <laughs> of it. So I knew kind of what it meant. And um, so I think I got a lot more out of it. Uh, it. It's it's an inspiring place. It's it's like the keynote speakers were part of what really um, kept me going. Like they, they were really good. Um, 
of course, talking to all the different people and um, getting to know other presidents, other, I, I mean, I sat next to the uh, president-elect of Rotary International. Wow, so, so you sat next to Stephanie Erchik. What an awesome experience. Yeah, oh, she was amazing. And just to hear from her, her journey, and just how accessible everyone is and how you know, willing they are to contribute. It's just, it's, it's been a great, uh, a great experience. And um, awesome. I can go into detail and I'm sure you have other questions, but I pulled a lot. Of course, of course. I've got, a, I've got a couple lined up here, Dave. Okay, um, so for, for context for everyone listening, Southwest Pets is, is right around um, nine districts. So it's a multi-district pets. There's just over a thousand president-elects that are going to attend that every single year. So it's a really, really large event. And, and districts across the world can either do single district, multi-district, and it varies in size. Southwest Pets actually is one of the uh, largest pets in the country. Um, so Dave, I am curious, you know, saying the first time was almost like drinking through a fire hose and you have all of this information that's being pushed at you. Um, in a bit yeah. here, I, I wanna talk a little bit about the networking opportunities that you have at an event like Pets. Um, but yeah. maybe maybe more from the administrative and from the club side, you know, were there any big takeaways that maybe shocked you or there things that you're looking to kind of implement in your club? Um, yeah, there were some things that, that I heard that are, I hadn't thought of before. Um, like I said, you get that many presidents together, so you're going to get ideas, um, not only for just speakers coming in, like, hey, I'd love to have you come talk about the foundation. I'd love to ha um, have you come talk about, you know, international causes, this specific cause and people, oh yeah, absolutely. Here's my card. Like, um, let's, let's come talk about it, exchange ideas. And um, some of the takeaways, like one was uh, that uh, when you have new members, you do like a member spotlight when they're inducted. And so they kind of give a short talk maybe even as short as a minute or two, just about their journey to Rotary about them so that they can get to know the group uh, immediately without, you know, getting to know, well, I talked to Johnny this night and I talked to, you know, Jim this night, it, rather than, you know, you have the whole group there, make it about them. And then I thought about, well, when I start my year, uh, you know, I haven't done any talk like that with my, my club. Like I'd love to start, I'm the first member spotlight here's my rotary journey, here's how I've got here, and here's why I'm the president sitting in front of you right now, and here's what, you know, rotary means to me, and, you know, just give them an idea of who you are and, and allow them to connect right away so that they don't feel like, oh, what is this club, what does it mean? you got a group of friends now that you just met and that are interested in knowing about you, and... Um, want you to be involved with them and one one thing that i didn't remember too that that kind of like surprised me was they auctioned off uh that uh hat there was a hat there they okay. had to sign it and someone else sign it uh, i think i forget who the other person was auctioned off for like five grand within like five minutes oh my gosh then they auctioned another one off and it was just like oh look at look at rotary how those connections like one of the speakers did imagine there was no rotary. And so imagine there's a group of your friends and you're just together and you want to do these good things for your community, but no one knows what your group is. And every time you go off to talk to them, you have to explain what your group is, what you guys are doing. 
you know, whereas you walk in like me, I, I went canvassing today. That's why I'm kind of wearing my stuff. I added the pins uh -huh. in uh -huh. for, your, for your benefit, but I wore my hat and my, my shirt and it's like, they walk right in there. Oh, your local rotary. Are you Cayucas rotary or which one are you? There's a couple local ones. And then just hooking up with the groups in my uh, real local area, we made some good connections and we're going to do some projects together. So just kind of expand our reach and, and do more with that. And, and I love that you have an example of like one very specific tangible thing that you want to do, which is, you yeah. know, doing the new member introductions. That's that's one that I haven't even heard of having gone to multiple, multiple pets myself. I, th I think it's yeah. always interesting to hear just these like nuggets of information where you're like, oh, doing like this type of fun event could be cool. Yeah. Or even with new members, yeah. having them introduce themselves or like other clubs who are going to have them give a presentation in front of an entire group. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And then on the flip side, yeah. of course, um, someone who is a president-elect is almost inherently someone who likes to network and likes to talk and likes to be in front of people, right? Um, and so to meet yeah. other like-minded people at something like Southwest Pets is absolutely, absolutely invaluable. So do you guys have some kind of yeah. plans, rough plans? Is anything cut out yet? Or is it just you yeah. know, shaking hands, swapping yeah. business cards? Well, no, we, we talked about doing uh, each attending each other's events, of course, promoting each other's events, and then also doing like uh, a float in a local parade together. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, also talking about um, using our uh, DDF funds and like maybe doing a bigger project. Um, talk about supporting a local um, uh, kind of dentistry for low income uh, students and kind of like maybe going together and, bu and buying a chair with our funds. And so we did come up with some specific things as well as just Hey, I like hanging out with you guys. Like, let's attend each other's events. Let's attend each other's clubs. Like, you know, when we when we really sat down in the hospitality room, you know, uh, we really were able to get to know one another at a, a smaller level and and kind of like become, you know, better than acquaintance, almost friend type experience. It was good. Very yeah. Nice. And I think it's it's really nice in those spaces, too, where you can have those one on one connections, even though there are hundreds of people like the majority of you are in the same boat and you're going to be doing very similar things. So it's nice to like kind of sit down and say, wow, what's you know, oh, you're from Northern California. What's going on up there? Um, yeah, exactly. So so I'm curious, you know, with that being probably one of the larger rotary events that you've been to, yeah. what kind of, uh, you know, maybe did you have like a perspective shift about rotary? Or like, um, for me, it's always kind of interesting going to a club meeting one-on-one -on -one where you're meeting with a particular group of people that are all from the same area, but then taking that step to going to like a PETS or even a district conference for that matter. Um, I, using PETS as the example, obviously, because of this episode and, and it is a little bit larger. You know, was it interesting having like exposure and you have people from the board of directors, you have a Stephanie Urchik there. What was um, that kind of like for you? Yeah, that was good. You know, uh, that's what I tried to do. I tried to sit with different people, like at the meals, you have two to three meals a day. And, uh, you know, like with Stephanie, it was like, well, how did you get here? Like, you know, what's your journey? And she's like, well, I just never said no. I just kept saying yes. <laughs> and she's like, here I am. And I'm like, okay. She's like, well, I'm just a gal from, she's like, I'm a, just a gal from Pennsylvania. I don't know how I ended up here. <laughs> like California, Pennsylvania. Like, what do I know? She's like, 
I just, they kept saying, Hey, do you want to be a DG? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And she's like, here I am. And I'm like, that's funny. Cause I, I have a problem with saying no too. And, uh, everyone's always trying to get me to say no, but it's like, shoot, if I say yes and I keep going, I might end up being, you know, ro rotary president international someday. Who knows? Like it's within the realm, right? Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's just normal. It's a normal person that's just doing different type of leaderships and you just keep on working, working your way up and, and you could be there too. So I we love had, that you uh, brought up. Oh, I'm sorry, Dave. Keep oh, going. oh, I was just going to say one of our uh, president's local uh, president elects brought his son with him and he's uh he's a fifth grader and he's already getting excited about coming to the middle school and doing interact. And he was there and he was like, wow, this is so cool. I'm with the president of Rotary International. He ran in with our group and he was like waving a flag and stuff. He's like, I'm like, just say yes to Rotary Megalito and you can you can be here too. You can be president someday. And he's like, oh, you know, it was pretty funny. And so back, background for those listening at Southwest Pets, when each in, uh, district introduces themselves, their district governor-elect will go up on stage, they'll play a song. And uh, typically there's a theme. I'm not sure if they had themes this year. And you'll kind of all run in together. You've got kind of a pump-up song, and that's how you introduce your district during the uh, different uh, lunches and dinners. Yeah. We had a, ours is Rotary is Love in our uh, area, which is cool. And it goes with the Rotary is Magic of Stephanie. So, you know, rotary is love and you create the magic with love. So, Dave, <laughs> the, pen, the penultimate the penultimate question for someone who works in education. Yeah, go you've ahead. been to two pets now. You're yeah. creeping towards your first full year as president, hopefully. Yeah. Fingers crossed, right? Um you're creeping towards it. What what type of advice do you have for presidents who are listening that might be heading to pets still? Um, maybe some presidents who have already gone to pets. Uh, maybe some people who are thinking about becoming a club president. What kind of advice do you have for them attending an event like this and maybe the importance of it? So, um, yeah, that's such a great question, too. And it's, it is really important. Uh, pets is something like, I, I feel like, Everything I learned along the way, I had a day here, a day there. Um, it didn't prepare me for this three-day experience being all together all day long. I mean, you're doing meals together. You're doing hospitality after the meals, learning in between the whole day, uh, starting from 7 a.m. to, you know, going to in your hotel around 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. Um, jump all in with both feet. Uh, try to learn as much as you can. Enjoy the experience. Enjoy the ride. Don't make it. Um, I think a lot of people get real stressed about it. And well, how am I going to understand how to run my foundation meeting and my club meeting? What's the difference between those? How am I going to do that? Um, you're a volunteer. You're uh, here out of the you know goodness of your heart to to serve others. Um, give yourself grace. Do not get stressed out. Do not make it something that's an ugly thing where you're like wow well, i'm not gonna be ready for my meeting uh I, I need more time you know just go with the flow rely on the strengths of your club um learn from your members why they came to rotary why why do they enjoy the club uh accentuate those things and just you know market yourself well and, and create a place where people want to go they want to be with their friends at your rotary so
All right. Well, we hope that you enjoyed this quarter's episode of All Things Rotary CDS podcast. Please give it a follow and a like and share with all the different members of your community, Rotary clubs, and districts. See you on the next one.